0: Hey there, good day to you, and thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you along today. Hopefully you're doing well. I don't know where you are, but uh, wow are the seasons changing. Um, Chilly here. As usual, I feel like this is what we say most years anymore, is we went from almost 90 to we were 42 this morning. And man, I tell you what, that I don't transition well anymore. <laughs> like I'm so cold. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it though. It's so beautiful. Now, here's what I'm doing this morning. This is uh a little more experimental even in compared to what I'm used to. I literally have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I have zero idea. None? Dangerous. Risky. You may want to just turn it off now because I don't even know what's coming. (laughs) The thing is, though, the beauty of it is, if I get convinced that it's anything worthwhile, then it'll make it online. And if not, you don't even know it exists. So you kind of get the better end of the deal, don't you? The only bad thing is then you're subject to my opinion. Oh, no, that is maybe the most risky of all. But either way this morning I was just and I know I know this like during my prayer time this morning I just really felt the Lord just telling me the importance of proximity. And I will and even before I say that I have multiple recordings waiting to get online and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what to do with them like what I mean literally what what would I do if I start recording two of these a day? I mean, who's got time? Who's got time to sit and listen to me talk for an hour a day? And maybe more importantly, who would want to? I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. My wife does, boy. I'm I'm man, what a blessing. What a blessing God has given any man who has a godly wife that is just like literally dependent upon receiving the word of the Lord from you. Y'all, if you don't know that, it is one of the most beautiful things. It's beautiful. That's not a misuse of that word now. It's a beautiful thing that I have referenced a little bit, and maybe this will turn into a more full explanation of of the gift of what the Lord has given to us and, and revealed to us in this last year or so. It's not going to be today, but just a beautiful gift of the ordered house of like the weaker vessel reality and the responsibility of me, the husband, the husbandman reality of like it's a beautiful responsibility and opportunity to be the one who washes my wife with the water of the Word. It's not a drudgery. It's not a responsibility that I'm incapable of handling. Now, I'm not God to her. I'm not her great high priest. No. But I have a priestly role in my home. There is an order to the government of God, is there not? Yes, absolutely. Whether we really see it or not in this modern age we live in, that's irrelevant. We don't look... To the times or to culture to find what's right and true, it's not going to be found there. It's not going to be found in mass Christianity. Easy Broadway Christianity is not going to possess the government of God attributes and functions. I mean, it never has. It cannot. It, it's, it's not capable of producing the government of God, the kingdom government. It's not. <laughs> But what an awesome thing, and like, that's not, I don't, you know what, I didn't know what i was going to talk about anyway, but this morning during my time of prayer, I just felt this, this call of the Lord to just be like, you know, in the midst of your life, what you deem good, bad, hard, easy, all these things, we brand seasons of our life, which I think would do us well to just disregard, discard, set to the side and say, Lord, today is whatever you bring. <laughs> Today is whatever you bring. It's really all dependent upon our response. It's dependent upon our response. Not what the circumstances are. It's all how we respond to it. Because, like, we hear story of saints who've gone before us, whether it's even martyrs or just, like, I've heard speakers who, you know, there's this one man I listen to on occasion who his house burned down to the ground twice in his lifetime. And all of his possessions at two separate seasons of his life were completely burned up. And, like, in the natural, everything he owned twice was gone. And, like, it's in those things that we could say, oh, God, seriously, the second time, of course. Like, are you kidding me? Again? You know, we all have those circumstances in our life, maybe not as devastating, we would say, or maybe even more so, depending on what it is that's come in our life. sickness, death, the losing of a of a son or a family member to the world or to just self, you know, whatever it is we could say is like that would cause us to come to that 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 little place within us all when these circumstances come to just stand back and be like, God really? Are you serious? Like, we see that in the Psalms. We see that in the Scriptures. David made that crystal clear, man. He's crying out like, God, don't remove your hand from me. Are you there? Where are you? Like, that's not wrong. That's not threatening to God. You know, it's not going to change anything. And and herein lies What I feel confident to share this morning is like in my prayer time this morning of just committing my day to the Lord, I felt the Lord just kind of give me a caution that for today, for today, Joel, be careful of, of be a student today. Be a learned student today, sitting at the feet of the teacher, the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. He's our comforter. Yeshua, Jesus, our mediator, He is telling us what the Father's saying through His Word, through Himself, and through the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit in a man. Be cautious today. Be, be alert today. Not, not afraid, not peeking around the corners, but be a learned student. Be a mature son today. And be close. No matter what happens, No matter what questions are inserted into your imagination from the enemy, you subject those thoughts, those questions, those feelings, those emotions unto the Christ. Because again, I'll say this and I taught this last year at some point. Let's be clear about that scripture. It does not say take evil thoughts captive. It does not say take your bad thoughts captive and give them to Jesus so that he can help you. That's not what that says at all. It says take your thoughts captive. All inclusive. Everything. Why? Because you and I are incapable in ourselves to discern what is good and evil. We're incapable. It's not our job. It's not our task. It's not our role. To figure out what's good, bad, right, wrong, we can't do it. (laughs) And so what are we told? Take your thoughts captive, again, all-inclusive, and submit them. Submit them. Give them over. Present them to the mediator Messiah. He can handle it. He can take it. He can help you sift through what is and what is not true. Take them captive. And so today, I just felt that urge to be clear about what comes to me in my thoughts on any matter in my life, which are many, many, many life-changing events are going on in my household right now. All right, so all of these things, Joel, just appropriate them rightly. And first and foremost, start with taking them captive and placing them under the submission of the lordship and headship of the Christ who who is seated preeminent over your life. It's the yoke reality, y'all. You put them into Christ Jesus and get your head in that yoke today, son, and everything's going to move according to my plan, according to my measure, according to my outworking of your faith. And there's such peace and rest in that. There's such a rest in that, friends. There's no anxiety left. There's no room. It's not mine to carry. It's not an improperly balanced burden. It's not a weight that I'm trying to just carry in my own efforts. And it's so freeing. It's so, it's so freeing. <laughs> and so as I was walking my driveway this morning, I was just thinking through the reality of, yes, Lord, okay, amen, I will submit myself to you. I will learn from even the Garden of Eden reality of the, of the moving away from God, moving away from the Creator to entertain a thought that opposes Him or defies Him or appeals to me. I mean, those two things right there are really very easy elementary triggers, are they not? Well, this really appeals to me. Oh, check. Bing. All right, is it, a, is it appealing to my spirit man because I'm walking with a clear conscience, one before the Lord laid bare and open in my spirit man? It appeals to him? It appeals to the spirit, the witness of God in me? Or is it appealing to my natural old man, flesh man carnality that is always seeking a place, a foothold in me. And always will be. Now I will say with clarity and, and, and great like rejoicing that like I feel like since my immersion, the enemy's call has been very distant. I feel like the Lord has given me this spiritual reality of the metaphorical drowning of my enemies in the Exodus waters, if you will. Because, you know, we know that Paul told us to, like, remember. Remember that scene. Remember the deliverance. Remember the flood. Remember, remember God's pattern of delivering His people and drowning the enemies and opposers of God in the same deliverance waters. Like, that's what took place in me just over two weeks ago now. My enemies were also immersed into their death, mine was deliverance and theirs was cut off. Access to me drowned the deliverance waters. It's awesome. I feel that. I feel that. And as long as I stay in this place of laying myself bare before whoever is in my life and the Lord Himself. I feel like I'm convinced in faith I can walk that out the rest of my days. Will I ever sin again? Yes, I will. I will. I'm not ignorant. I'm not again, I'm not super I'm not superhuman now, but I am I have been moved. Something in me has shifted towards that reality. That I had faith for going in, but on this side the experiential living out is quite quite quite. It's way more awesome and powerful than I imagined. Um, and so this morning I was praying into that saying, yes, Lord, let that be. I will, I will do my part. I know God you will covenantally via the vow that I joined myself with the son, the Messiah vow. I believe it's here for me. My life is not my own. I'm living as Christ, no longer me that's living today on this Monday, I have, I am again joining myself into what I covenantally gave myself to through the Son. So today, yes, Lord, teach me. I will receive that. I will walk in that. I know I'll have endless opportunities to, to practice that today. And by faith, I'm set resolute. I will do that. Yes. Amen, Lord. Thank you. You will empower me to do it. It's done in my mind. I will do it when it comes. I'm locked in. And so at some point in that dialogue if you will of of me committing my day to the Lord uh, into that specifically I reached about the halfway point of my driveway and this is somewhat comical I'll, I'll admit I stopped and I began to turn around because of because when I talk to God it's like it literally is like I'm talking to someone face to face like I'm walking my driveway speaking with someone I'm I don't I don't know why that is but like God has really given me that gift of, of communication communing with him I don't know it's not super formal I, it's holy it's I'm approaching the eternal God yes all these things yeah I do be, I do believe I understand that pretty well but yet I'm talking to him as a real person you know like from my standpoint I'm the real person I'm like communing with him from who I am. And so I realized as I turned around and walked a couple steps back towards my house, the reason I was doing that is because we don't have cell signal at our house. And so phone calls that we make are Internet-based. And obviously, I have to stay within a certain perimeter of my house for the call to stay connected. Because obviously once I break that barrier and I go outside of that boundary of the signal, the call drops. And so it's kind of funny. I chuckled to myself when I realized I was turning around in my, just not thinking it through, my habit. I'm talking, and if I keep walking out further into my driveway, this, this call, if you will, is going to drop. And so I just kind of laughed. And I felt the Lord just speak to me in that simple little trivial thing, saying, Joel, it's just like that. It's just like that, son. You have got to stay near. You've got to stay near. Your nearness to me is your good. Draw near. Come unto me. Draw near to me. All the scriptures I started just saying, and like in confirmation, yes and amen. Yes, God, I believe. What you're saying now, I believe your written word form of that and I believe according to the Spirit that in faith today I will do that. Yes. Amen. I will stay near so that what? So that I can hear your voice. So that I can hear the voice of my shepherd. Because the good shepherd reality is he is the good shepherd and he is speaking to the sheep but if I'm not in his pasture and I'm not within earshot of his instruction... I cannot yield to it, I cannot respond to it, whether it's going out or not, I won't even hear it and I won't know it, I'll risk missing it if I'm not near, if I'm not close. And friends, this is what I'm always trying to say here and I've said for years, is this is within this is the faith and works mystery that I think goes a little bit tweaked errantly and misused, which is, Well, God's God. I'm in him, so whatever I do, he will join himself with. He's with me at the movies. When that couple is making out and then going further, oh, he's with me. God's God. He's in me. He's with me. When I do this, do that, think this, think that, watch this, watch that, well, sure. God is omnipresent, and I am a believer in him, so... It's just this natural outflow. Well, I have some questions about that. I'm not going to get into all that deeply in like a doctrinal sense, but like, so let's stick with what is simple to talk about. That won't take some unpacking. God is holy and he is righteous. And he he rightly is due a vessel of honor. He's do that. <laughs> he is worthy of me being a set apart vessel of honor and consecrating myself as we're told, being sanctified by his work but consecrating myself. And so like that is the endeavor from the here on is me making the efforts by faith. Faith is the source, faith is the origin, but there has to be works. There has to be my response of what? Taking my thoughts captive, placing myself within him. Within him. Not just taking him wherever I go. And well, he's just with me. He's always with me. Well, yes, of course he is. Yes. But what about our part in that? What about our role in that of the of the consecrated Uh, lifestyle and reality. Well, we have a responsibility. We do. We have a role. Jesus, fully God, fully man, if he would have not taken his thoughts captive and only spoke what he heard spoken and do what he saw the Father do, he himself would have been a failure. He would have been outside of the constant, consistent Fluid, if you will, ongoing, communing with the Father. And if he needed to deny himself, if he needed to have a lifetime of learning obedience through the suffering denial of himself, oh my goodness, are we above that? Are we above the Son? No. No. We follow his pattern of submission. We follow his pattern of what? Staying glued to the will of the Father. The call can drop, my friend. (laughs) The call can drop. The calling out of the shepherd can be disconnected. We have to realize that. It is dependent upon our nearness. It's dependent upon my drawing near to Him and He will draw near to me call. That is not just a salvation message. That's not just a call to come to Him from an origination that is a call, it is a call of origin and source, yes, but it's ongoing as well. It's continual. It's the perpetual going to Him just like Yeshua Himself did for all of His days. So friend, today ask the Lord, what does that look like for me? Am I enamored with my circumstances and like, Just believing you're just magically alongside me because I believe in you and I'm saved? Or is there more to the story? Is there more for me to do? Is there more of a denial of myself that must come in order for me to move in closer to communing with you? Is it a habit? Is it a sin? Is it a strength? Is it ministry? Is it busyness? Is it distraction? We have to ask these questions, friend. I'm just just convinced I could talk all day to anyone who might have an ear to listen. Friends, we've got to remove the distractions of our life. What do we want? If we really believe as followers of Jesus, and then I'll close this, if we are truly followers of the ways of the Messiah, I mean, really... What is, what's the the pie chart of your life? What are you giving yourself to? This is what I'm really facing in reckoning. How much is left for eternal kingdom plans, purposes, and living out? I feel a demand of more of me. More of my literal time. More of my literal time. I've I've never heard people hesitate to talk about men who've gone before us who prayed for hours and hours a day or studied for hours a day who went away for a week and sought the Lord. Oh, boy, we we honor those men. Oh, man, we read their books. we, We eat up, gobble up their books and all that they receive from God. But friends, are we any different? Will we just be consumers of someone else's revelation, of someone else's time with God? Does that satisfy us? It's not satisfying me right now. I must go to Him myself. Why? Because of the awesome privilege. I can know Him that way. I can know Him in the secret place. I can know Him in intimacy. I can go away with him, I can hear the voice of my shepherd, myself. It doesn't negate the fact that I learn and glean from others who've gone before me and are receiving the same from him now. Again, the both and reality. Where in the world is it? The extremes. Brothers, do you fall to the extreme? I must hear God through Pastor So-and-so, he is my source. It has to come through him. Who am I? Or, I don't need anybody. That's why I don't fellowship. God speaks to me, you know. I hear him. I know him. Okay. Good. (laughs) Friends, we have to broaden. We have to broaden our receiving. I believe in the both and. I believe that's an okay, safe place. If I'm near, if I'm submitted, if I'm discerning everything that comes to me as a possibility of something I will ingest according to the Spirit. The Spirit will discern all things, not me. I give myself to the process of listening to the Spirit. And right now, friends, that's coming clear. My signal is locked in. There's no static today. There's no turning of the dial trying to find the word of the Lord. Oh, God, where are you? May that remain. And may that come and remain in all of us that are truly in Him because that's what's for us. That's what's available. We have to dial in our life. We have to check our proximity We have to see if there's anything in between the signal. Nothing between. No people, no doctrines, no movements, no preferences. Nothing. Just nothing at all. What an awesome clear place. What an awesome clear place that I do believe is real. I believe it's for us. So be encouraged today. Draw near. Draw near today. Whatever that looks like for you, cast things off, add things in, and draw near. Amen.